Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Do you, do you ever get the feeling that sometimes life is just filler? For? I don't know. Like, like we're, we're the B-plot of some much better movie. Than oh, God, movie. no, no, it's worse than that. I realized a long time ago that I am the extra in somebody else's really cool story. Oh, Dustin, yeah. my day gig is essentially the delivery guy. Right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's more than that. I mean, it's in medical transportation. I transport body parts. It's the pathologist and all these fun things. But I'm essentially the delivery guy. Oh, yeah. At various points throughout the course of my day, I am the only person in the hallway that has the morgue in it. Oh. In the largest hospital in Kansas City. You know what that means. You're the guy that gets killed first when exactly. the zombies Exactly. Oh, well. I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even the B-plot. <laughs> I'm the guy who dies in before the credits, the opening credits. You're, you're the guy that goes, is somebody in there? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, clearly. Uh, so what, I, what brought this up? I don't know. I feel like this episode had a lot of filler in it. I felt very filler about this episode. Like, so today's episode was Tea with Negan, or I'm sorry, that's actually not what it was called. Yes. It was called Sing a Little Song oh, I don't or know. something like it that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't um, matter. But nothing matters. We we considered briefly changing the name of the podcast to Tea with Vegan. Yes, uh, because I think if I worked at it, I could probably do a good Jeffrey Dean Morgan impersonation. Well, if we could get certainly Curtis the vocal. Smith. Oh yeah, Curtis Smith will just come right here and. And is out of the that park. is his voice? That is Curtis, our friend Curtis Smith. His voice is the voice that Jeffrey Dean Morgan uses for Negan. He may actually be paying Curtis uh, an honorarium on that. I'm not yeah. sure, but uh, yeah, it's. Okay, so there was a lot tonight that was right out of the comic book. Okay. There were whole sections of dialogue that were right. A good chunk of the interaction between Negan and Carl when they were on their own mm. is actually dialogue from the comic. Okay, I the I, whole bit with the eye tonight that is yeah. that is that is almost word for word comic mm -hmm. dialogue. But uh, if you if you hate Negan. Yes. This episode is probably not going to change your mind. No. If you think Negan is an effective villain, you're probably still going to think he's an effective villain. Mm. But um, there's so many things. I'm looking at this episode going, there's so many times this man could just be murdered and nobody could stop people. Or yeah, it's the, that's the thing that I think I get the most that irritates me the most about what I'm seeing from the Negan plot is he is well I guess I mean it's I mean I'm about to I'm about to complain about a real real life thing thing that happens in real life obviously none of those women that are his quote unquote wives like him and want to be there oh yes of course but they are all there. For reasons, whatever they are, it looks any like... one of those women could put an ice pick through his eye, 
and nobody would bat him out. Everybody would be like, oh, well, thank you. Excellent. Wonderful. He tripped and fell on the ice pick. Yeah. It was a tragedy. Six or seven times. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are obviously people in his camp who wish he were not mm-hmm. the leader. Like, who wish it. And there are plenty of people. No, we we've we've given been given the impression that he's surrounded by enough people who are loyal to him. Yes. That if he were to die, they would probably try and step into his place. Somebody right. would rise up. But there are so many moments tonight when he is out of view. He is on his own. He is out in the world where things could happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the people back at. Uh, the Savierville, yeah, um, which I'm well, pretty sure is not the actual it looks name like of it. Looks like a smelting plant. It looks like a smelting plant. It is a very warm and inviting environment. Oh yeah, it's like right up there with the prison for cuddly, friendly, um, a place to raise your kids. But mm. uh, I don't know. It's it feels like it's a hand of the writer thing where he's you know he's in the middle of how can people be so scared. Of him, and yet we realized we, we discovered at the end of the episode that the saviors are outside the gate. Mm-hmm. There's there are, you know, but I don't know. It's just there's something about the character. I think he's both effective and not effective. Right. I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's doing a fine job playing a character who is who Negan is, but it's just one of those characters where you want to reach out and say explain to me what your rationale is. Yeah. Because there's everybody, everybody is the hero of their own story. Right. We don't have, except for us, except for us. We are are the cannon fodder. Yeah. We are, but yeah, I mean, I, I need Negan. I need Negan to explain his motivation, which is something that doesn't always happen in real life. No. Sometimes the villain is just the villain. Right. I mean, Donald Trump. Ugh. Dot dot dot. Ugh. Um, or, but there's got to be a motive. There's got to be a motivation for Negan. There's a structure that how this all works. And right now we don't have that, mm-hmm. and it's bugging me. I mean the the logic behind Alexandria. You know we we got that. Yes, we got the logic behind um, the governor. The governor's yeah. world. We even got the logic behind the fine young cannibals. Huh, you're looking mighty fine in those jeans. Here, could you hold this? Yes, I, I'm aware that it's barbecue sauce. Just hold that for a minute. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the logic, right? Um, so, but we don't have the we don't have the might makes right. Power is control. Yes, yes, yes. But how did we get here? How did we get here? And I I kind of need that with Negan. Well, because because right now there's a vacuum around yeah. him that doesn't work for me. Well, the way I've kind of pieced it together in my brain, especially from the episode where Bernie went out to get that dude, mm-hmm. is that Negan was probably part of a group like the Claimers mm-hmm. was, and so then they came across these people living at the smelting plant. Sure, right, and kind of just were like, "All right, we live here now, and we're in charge." And they were all kind of whatever they were, and they allowed it, I guess. And, and that could very easily be it. But right now, there's just this there's there's this disconnect for me happening yeah. right now, where I 
the moments where Jeffrey Dean Morgan is making Negan scary mm. are still the quiet moments. He's to me when he's getting big, he's big and boisterous. That's not when he's scary. Right. It's, it's the bits where he's looking at Carl and saying, you know, sing me a song. Mm-hmm. And you're going, what is he doing? Well, he's playing a dominance game. He's exerting control. And that's scary because he's not making a joke. He's saying, this is what you're going to do to stay alive. Right. Sing me the damn song. And that, to me, that's much more chilling and disturbing to me than a guy going, you know, you know we're going to brand this guy. And, I, and there's, anyway, and we, we're, we're yeah. getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. There's, there is a plot to tonight's episode. Several, uh, several, several things. Plots. We're putting more irons in the fire. Hey, that's a joke. <laughs> God. That's a funny I thing said a, you did there. I said a thing. Oh my! So let's get let's get the easy one out of the way. Um, and the easy one is Spencer, right? Spencer and Rosita and Eugene and Gabriel. Father Gabriel. And so Rosita and Spencer are talking about how. Spencer hates Rick. Right. And Spencer is, Rick is the terrible one and we hate Rick and this is all Rick's fault. And he should, we, I should be in charge because my mom was a senator. And, uh, and so. Rosita's looking at him going, yeah, but you're kind of a jackass. Yeah. And nobody really likes you because you're an arrogant asshat. Right. And, and <laughs> then he tries that again with Gabriel and Gabriel basically says the same thing. Um, no. Oh, yeah, so, so they're driving along. They're actually driving down the road, and he's giving him the, you know, I think, you know, I should be in charge. Why is Rick in charge? Blah, blah, blah. I think it would be better off if Rick never came back from his trip out there. Yeah. And Gabriel's like, stop the car. <laughs> and he stops the car, and he goes, you know, what you said isn't actually a sin. Right. But it does make you a shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Not, because it's not a permanent state of affairs. You know, you could get over it. But I'm going to walk back now. And he gets out of the car and just walks away. <laughs> this is a, uh, and he's like, no weapons, no nothing. He's got his collar and his faith in the Lord to protect him. And, and remember he, when we hated him? Yes, I wrote that in the thing. Like, like I remember hating this dude. Like, hating him. And which which makes me sad because he plays Deaton, one of my favorite like fa- on my favorite show, Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Like he plays one of the dudes on that show, and like I like that dude too. And you know, I hear he was on The Wire or something. Oh yeah, he's and, a fantastic actor. Anywho, so um, yeah, that was really good. So then Spencer like wanders off into the woods for some reason. I th- he hears a noise. He gets out of the car because he's like, "What are you doing? You're walking away. What the hell?" And he hears a noise. And he sees something, and it makes him go. There's there's a number of moments on tonight's episode where characters don't quite say what's happening, or come take a look at this. Yeah, you know, it's the, there were some tropey moments tonight, and but every, but like three of them actually do the essentially one variation of the yeah, come take a look at this. Yeah, and so he goes wandering off to see the thing, and there's a guy hanging in. Or a zombie uh, up in a tree, essentially. Yeah. And he's sort of hanging there. And, of course, everybody in Alexandria doesn't have any guns or weapons or anything like that right now. So people are wanting those things. Yeah. So we figure that he's going to go look for that. And he does. He cuts the thing down after it like basically falls apart. I mean, right. it just rips it to shreds as it's 
rips off its arms and and it hits uh it it, it hits its head mm-hmm. and so we're like okay it's an inert zombie now but then he goes and kneels right over the head oh like again showing you that this is not a human being who should be alive no he's an idiot he's a terrible 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 idiot in the comic he does not, his life does not end well. I'm suspecting the next episode we're going to see that very soon. Right. Um, not going to really do the spoiler for it, but uh, aside from the fact that he, things don't end well. Right. So. But he finds something in the pockets. He searches the pockets and basically finds much, not much of anything except mm-hmm. for a piece of paper. Right. Which is, I could not read when it was yeah, turned right. out it's in Latin. Uh, yeah, I did the same thing too. I was like, "Are we not supposed to be able to read this?" And yes, we're not supposed to be able to read it in right. Latin, unless you, if you, if you watch the episode and you can speak Latin or read Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Simper you're one ubi, of us. Sub ubi. <laughs> Always wear underwear. E pluribus unum. I know that's the only Latin I know. Simper ubi sub ubi. <clears throat> Like, shouldn't there be a whole bunch of? I mean, you work in the legal field. Shouldn't there be a ton of? Oh well, well, well. I mean, those don't really like guardian ad litem and and you know. See, that's my that's my extra in somebody else's movie. Right. I am the person who runs into the office just ahead of the irate person and says, "I tried to keep him out of here. <laughs> I told him you weren't available." Except, except you know, my mine is not that. Mine is. You know, that dude tried to come here, and I told him to get the f*** out. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, what was I going to say? So he so he goes off, and he, he, he sees this, and it means something to him. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Rosita has walked Taking, up to Eugene yeah. and said, make me a bullet. And Eugene's like, mm, I don't, I don't want to do that. And Rosita says... You're terrible. Well, hang on. Stop oh, yeah, right sorry. there. All right. Yeah. Oh. Stop. Okay. Because, because he said, first he said, yes, he would. Mm-hmm. So they go to the smelting plant and then he gets there and he's like, look, this is not, I thought about this since you asked me and this is not the best plan. There are obviously a lot of these guys, it, it, killing him is not going to really solve anything because who knows, somebody worse might take over and that will de- and you might not be the one that gets killed for killing him somebody else could very well get that hit like i don't know if we should probably think about this and try and figure it out mm-hmm. and then she launches into it and this is very cool that they did in this episode she says almost word for word the same things abe said to eugene right in the smelting plant or in that place where eugene took him to make the bullets Mm -hmm. eugene and abe had almost the exact same conversation where eugene or abe called eugene like oh you're useless you the only reason that you're around is because you were you're a liar and you tricked us and all of those things almost exactly the same conversation with rosita right in the exact same place and without a word, after she says that, and and to much of what she said is entirely true. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there's also been something. It's 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 like Gabriel. Eugene has, for all the fact that Eugene is a character we hated. Yeah, you know, he's another character that the more he's been here, the more once once he told the truth about who yeah. he was and what was going on, he actually has proven himself to be valuable. He's still inept. Yeah, he's still not. 
he still needs someone to protect him in this world with, with the Walking Dead in it. Right. But he's not a bad person. Right. And you have some you have sympathy for Eugene in a way that some of the characters like, you know, Spencer are never mm-hmm. gonna have. And Spencer's Spencer's story is tragic. He's lost his parents. Yes. He's lost his world. You know, he's it, it has not been easy for the poor lad. And I can't wait for him to die. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, I have no problems with Eugene um, expressing a real concern because Eugene's not wrong. Right. Well, you know, I, we're not going to get it. But who knows? If we had two or three seasons with Spencer, we might feel the same way about him. Like, exactly. Like, you know, he started out awful mm-hmm. and he grew on us. I will tell you, I was super disappointed he wasn't wearing those ta- super tight super tight <laughs> pants he was wearing last episode. You were hoping for wow. one last good look at Spencer's butt before he dies terribly? Yeah. Is that what, that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, well. Before we, you know, just... just as long as your priorities are straight. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's important. Know, Those things are important. This is why I Google the actors. I I'm like, hello, we've, hello. We've, yes, we've seen that. How before. are you? Did you ever do a nude scene <laughs> in one of the TV uh, movies or TV shows you were in? Oh, you worked on the CW. Oh, that's lovely. So anyway, mm, um, yeah. so that's what happens with those guys. Right. Meanwhile, Michonne has gone on a little walk. Yes. She passes the place where the Sealy Posturepedics were burned. Mm-hmm. And she's she's got a cheerful whistle going on yeah and um she's just walking down the road whistling the day away and she starts attracting a following right right uh people who like music music fans uh very very committed music fans looks like they're willing to follow her anywhere Anywhere. she goes yeah oh wait those are dead people (laughs) and she's clearly luring them in and the then that's the end until the very end of the episode when when some lady who likes to cut her shirt to the cool patterns. Mm. Uh, or she shops at the Gap. Yeah, well, yeah. Or shows up at this, like, wall of walkers in the middle of the road. Yeah, we're like, okay, wall of walkers, okay. And then who is this lady Yeah, with her clearly dyed red hair? And it's, and Michonne, it's a trap. It's a Michonne trap, has yes. set. And she's like, you're taking me to Negan. And that's what I was like, is seriously, is this like, is this going to be just a series of people showing up at Negan's place? Like, <laughs> I want to have a discussion with you. Let's talk current events. Well, actually, so far, we have people who are going to see Negan, the place Negan isn't. Right. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So, uh, so that happens to well, her. Well, the, the girl, the, the redhead decides that she wishes to not take Michonne to go see Negan. Right. And Michonne changes her mind <laughs> by bouncing her head off the steering wheel enough times. Four or five times. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like, I just... Okay. Okay. See, because... Like, these are people... Our team, Team Zombie, mm-hmm. they are... They would... If it were they were given the chance, they could take Megan out. They could just do it, like make it happen. Oh, I, sure, you know. But anyway, so yeah, so that happens. Um, meanwhile, Aaron and and Rick are off on a scavenger hunt because they need to give uh, Megan some stuff. Yes, because Negan showed up early the last time and things did not go well. Right, and they're anticipating things 
Not going well again. Yes. So they go and they find this place where this guy has written a big sign that says, if you are reading this and you're not dead by now, I'm dead. All my stuff is in my boat. And I am, I am armed to the teeth. I have got guns and grenades and a rocket launcher and a yeah. Sherman tank and perhaps a B-52 bomber and, and all a, these things. And a pony named Lenny and, and then a, a, and all of, all of the greatest hits of Dolly Parton on DVD. And a six-pack of Dr. Pepper and you can't have it because yeah. I, you know, he's, <laughs> well, there's, you know, it. On one hand, it's the it's essentially the keep out sign, but then yeah. there's this giant sign which tells them what's going to happen to you if if you keep coming, and that if you have read this far, and you and you haven't been killed, it's because I'm dead. Yes, and they're like, well, we're not dead, yeah. so so they make their way along and they discover that he, this guy used to live on a houseboat in this little lake. Full of walkers. Full of walkers. And the houseboat is not at the dock. It's in the middle of the lake. Yeah. Uh, and there's a rowboat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Rick and Aaron look at each other. And it's like, well, guess we're... Yeah, we need to get some stuff for yeah. Negan. So I guess we're going on. Well, yeah. not only get some stuff for Negan, but also maybe find some stuff to turn the tables. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as, as, much as Rick... We saw Rick, especially in the last episode, last couple episodes, be have that you know beaten down aspect. We know that's not going to last. Mm. You know, this is this is Rick we're talking about. This is you know we've already got Michonne and and everyone, everyone, everyone is already like, what? When are we going to take these guys on? And Rick is thinking, I need to protect my friends and family, and his friends and family are going. Maybe we need to protect you this time. Yeah. I think is, is what we're kind of going to end up with. And then there's... And there's Carl. Well, Carl and Jesus to start off with. Oh, yes, of course. Because <laughs> they accidentally, like like a true buddy comedy, were sneaking into Negan's camp in the same truck. So they've ridden the whole way there together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Jesus is like, all right, we're going to jump out. Because this is going to be a reconnaissance mission, and and we're going to jump out, and then we're going to sneak in and do a thing, and watch him call it. And Carl's like, "Okay, you show me first how to do it." Because I've never jumped out of a moving truck. And so Jesus is like, "Sure thing," and he does it, and then he looks back for Carl, and Carl's like, "Bye, Dick." And Jesus Jesus actually sits there and says, "Yeah, jump out, and show me how to do it." Yeah. Right. So meanwhile, Carl, the truck pulls in to Negan's mm-hmm. little happy land, and apparently, either he and Jesus made a mess while they were back there, or it wasn't actually tied down properly, or whatever it is. I think I kind of, I kind of suspect that they were bored. They yeah, had probably a yeah, long I drive, imagine. although time and distance, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, so I think they probably did like. It looked to me like those they had taken the whiskey bottles and turned them all upside down. Yeah, I'm flipped it over me. so that whoever picked it up would have the whiskey fall on them. Which is what happens, and it's a mess. And then Carl steps out and raises the gun and starts shooting. Yes, Negan happens to be right there because of course people are bringing him his his tribute, and he steps up, and he is like, "What the hell? Okay." You picked that gun because you thought it made you look cool. 
but, but I don't think he, he says that. But, um, like, Carl is, like, has had semi-automatic weapons since Oh, was... sure. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't know who Carl is. He doesn't know his... And, that's, and that ultimately, I think, is going to be the thing that is going to come back to haunt Negan because the reason Rick and company are even behaving remotely the way they are is because they got hit by overwhelming force right, right away. And, you know, they missed, they made the, made the misjudgment about the satellite station for mm-hmm. the saviors. But after that, it was, they were overwhelmed by superior force. Right. It's and, not that they couldn't take these guys out. It's just that they were not prepared at that very second to do so. Right. And they had, they didn't have enough information and that was their own fault. Yes. But, um, so basically very quickly, Carl is on the ground. Mm-hmm. Negan standing over him, and Negan's like handing him his hand, saying, "Come on, kid, get up. Yeah, you know, take my hand." And <clears throat> thus begins what is essentially the next forty minutes or so: the seduction of Carl, I don't the, know. So the well, it's manipulation of Carl, certainly, yeah. and it's basically Negan trying to, in some respects, punish Carl. Yeah. For killing a couple of his men, and 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 in some sort of also like you said, seducing him over to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes him. First thing he does is takes him into the dining hall, and everybody drops to a knee, and then Negan makes kind of a dumb speech about something ridiculous, and Negan turns to Carl and is like turns back to all the guys, and they're all still on their hand, their knees, and he's like, they're still on their their knees, aren't they? Isn't that cool? Ain't I a cool dude who does dudes, dudes, dudes? So right off the bat, he's ex- uh, it was he told them that everyone get to have fresh vegetables that yeah. night at dinner. Right off the bat, he's showing that hey, this is me, as, you know, establishing my power. You know, I'm showing they yeah. fear me. Okay, yeah, that is you know, I'm in control. I have power. Isn't that cool? Then he takes him um, to the to where the ladies, where the wives are. are. Where we get a little more information about the the structure of how people are, uh, how women are forced into this situation. Yeah, there's there's a reason why you know they're they're there for a reason. They're there f- because of a family member, or yeah. they're doing this to s- the women who are in Negan's harem are doing this to make sure that. Somebody else that they care about is not dead. Right. Or something. So Dwight's, one, Dwight's wife or girlfriend, wife. Yes. Is, is, is there. Wife. To, she's, she saved him. He got the iron and she became a wife. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, she is, she is comforting a woman whose boyfriend she was in love with, but she did the same thing, saved him for some reason. For something, not for some reason, like oh, right, but right, like, and then apparently they got together. They they got together and had a bit of a thing after she became a wife, which is a no no. Yeah, and so Dwight's wife. What's do you remember her name? Stella. Dwight's, Dwight's Stella. wife. Um, Dwight's, Stella. <laughs> Dwight's wife, who has kind of like become like the, a, the head yeah, wife. She's the, she's the bottom bitch. Yeah. <laughs> And, and she, she is telling Negan, you know, go easy on her. You don't have to do this. Yeah. You know, 
we know he goes, I'm not he goes, I'm not gonna hurt her. She goes, I know you. There are things you can do that don't involve right. actually hurting somebody. It doesn't have to be physical violence. Right. So Negan goes over to her and says, you know, look, there are rules. I can send you, but I don't, I don't if you don't want to be here. Yeah. I don't want you to be here if you don't want to be here. I, I'll you send know, you. You can go back to your sister and your boyfriend. Your, and... ma, your, your, your boyfriend and your mother. Oh, yeah. So... You know, but you know what that means, right? Now, we don't hear what it means, but clearly, whatever it was that she made the decision to be part of Negan's wives, mm -hmm. that decision, that choice saved them from whatever she'd be going back to. Right. They would all uh, suffer whatever it was. So she goes, no, 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 no. And then he says, but you know what that does mean, right? And we from come to find out that is her so, boyfriend's gonna get the iron, which we know that Dwight already has, and about half of Dwight's face is scar tissue. Yeah, and we know that the reason for that was because he took uh, his, his wife, wife and her sister, right. and they tried to escape, and it didn't happen. They got they, they ended up going back because the sister died, right, and so they came. You know, but the punishment was. He got half of his face burnt with the iron, and she became a wife. She became a wife, and he also managed to, in the course of time, move himself to be in a position where he is a trusted lieutenant, to given value of trusted. However much Negan actually trusts anybody around him, I don't think he does. I mean, mm. he'd, he'd have to be stupid. And I think. I, I think that it was. I think that was also a power play. Oh sure, I think. Yeah. I think everything about Negan is power plays. And he because he was like, all right, you. You're burned. We're square now. You're you, now, I, just to show how square we are. You are now one of my most trusted guys, which means you're going to be around me a whole lot, mm -hmm. and you're going to be. We're going to talk every single day, many, many times a day, and you know. And you have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, before we restarted recording, I was watching a thing on YouTube about Negan's body language, mm -hmm. and how he gets right up in your face. And he's he's not physically big. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That Negan's actually fairly slender, mm -hmm. but he's tall, and he gets up in your face, and he looks. He's you know his eyes are locked on you the whole time, right? And that's all very it's very dominant behavior. It's very much you know it, he forces you to look away from him. He forces you to step backwards. Mm -hmm. You know these are all ways that he is exerting control on the people around him, and we're no matter how brave or contrary we are, mm -hmm. physically our instinct when that happens is to step back. Right. Or look away. Or put distance in between mm -hmm. you and the threat, but the threat won't let you put that distance in between. Right. So it's a very interesting kind of physical dynamics that's going on here. It doesn't, it's not enough still to make me, you know, I need to have more. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, um, so we get to watch the friend, the, the the boyfriend, get his face burned. burned. And luck, luckily, like I think that that he doesn't, he didn't get as big of a burn as as I, Bernie did. I, you no, know, it doesn't look smaller. I was actually half expecting at some point Negan to look at him and say, "Close your eye," mm -hmm. and or not, and have the eyes guy's eye. Because I, I could very easily see this being doing real damage to somebody's eye. Well, if you and if you look at Bernie's burn, it's like on his eye. Yeah, so clearly, you know, 
he closed his eye. He chose different. He chooses different places. Oh, that's like, good. Well, that's nice. Well, let's see. But you know, he's you're a good looking dude. We're just gonna do this like one corner of your face, and it might actually make you look more badass. Who knows? And I have to say that this is this was one of the prettier people to survive the apocalypse. Actually, yeah. I mean. Yeah, this guy like, was extremely and handsome. Tim brought it. You know that this was a nice-looking man. This was a supermodel guy. Tim okay. brought it up. I didn't say nothing about it. He was thinking it though. I was thinking it. He was, but no. It's, I, well, I did tweet it. I tweeted that Megan yes, was going to burn a beautiful day player. Yeah, but yeah, he's <laughs> one of the. There are, there are you know several of the actors in the show are attractive people, mm -hmm. male and female, and that's that's the way that our entertainment works. Yeah. Right? But this was like, wow, you got him out of like superhero square jaw <laughs> yeah, casting they, department. They casted the, the person who casts for Teen Wolf cast. Yeah, <laughs> You've never watched Teen Wolf. So I, 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 I mean, no, it doesn't. Um, although, uh, since we are coming up on the on the break for Walking Dead, we have one more episode. Uh huh. And then there's the gap. Oh, so we're gonna watch Teen Wolf. And this is the final season of Teen Wolf. Oh, it's so good. And I think that to be perfectly honest, we should spend a little time talking about Teen Wolf as it goes to the door because you do watch the show. You've known you've watched I've the, watched the beginning. very beginning. And I think that that would actually be really good for for our audience I to would, have a little bit yes. of variety. And as much as we, as much as we enjoy talking about The Walking Dead and have survived talking about the Fear of the Walking Dead, even to the point where there were Fear of the Walking Dead episodes we enjoyed. Mm. We enjoyed Preacher. Preacher's still not back yet. There's, right. There's these places. There's other stuff we can talk about. But we're going to tell. We're going to. I think we're going to talk about. Uh, uh, That'll be fun. I'll Team Wolf for a little while. But before, as it as it makes its way in its as final it season. As it swans its song. Anyway, right. so um, after the burning, Negan takes Carl back to his bedroom and tells Carl. I okay. I have to say there was a lot of very like. I very seductive, like not just like I'm gonna seduce you to the dark side, but I'm gonna seduce you to have sex with you things that Negan did to Carl. There are, there, I would say yes, but there's also something happening here which I think is part of that, which is he's treating Carl like Carl is a pre zompocalypse teenage yeah, sure. boy. Right, the whole thing about you should be worried about the prom. And I was like, Carl can't even read. <laughs> well, and he's looking at, well, Carl can't so read. He was old enough to read when the show started. But he, you know, he's he's there in the in the room with all the wives. And he's so concerned about, you know, you know. Yeah, look at their, you're going to look at their boobs. And Carl's like, why would I want to? What these women are not dressed for the apocalypse. Why, why would I? I want to. I want to put them all in leather jackets. Is what I want to do. He's not saying that he's not physically attracted to them. It's just like, you know, these are they're, they're very impractically dressed people here. Yeah, it's it's. There's this. Um, he doesn't know who Carl is. Yeah, and so the seduction. Yeah, there is this kind of weird seduction, but it's it's like he's. He's using what a teenager with a normal teenager hormones and reactions should be, plus a seduction of control, yeah. plus a seduction of power, plus a seduction of women, all these things, and trying to make himself look like he's, you know, I'm the guy who can give it to you. I'm the guy who can I'm give you the, the candy. I'm the coolest dude. And in some respects, 
I mean, Carl's going to have some susceptibility because Carl's a teenage boy, just because he's Carl. Carl's a teenage boy, but Carl's work environment, Carl's school environment, Carl's life environment, has not been, mm-hmm. you know, what a teenage boy. He didn't get a job at the mall. <laughs> no, he learned how to shoot automatic rifles, automatic I mean, weapons. Negan sits there and says, you know, oh, yeah, great example. Negan says, uh, "What happened to you? Where's your mom thing?" But I know my mom's dead. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, how'd she die?" It's and like I killed, I killed her, her before she could turn. And Negan was like, "Blink, blink." Oh, <laughs> I mean, and it's it's those moments where you you actually got to see a couple of moments where Negan was off balance. Yeah, it was quick. Negan's Negan's and he adapts very quickly. Mm-hmm. And there's another good one that there are a couple of good ones when he gets back to Woodbury that we'll I won't talk. Yeah. About. But anyway, so, but, but just, and so he asks him to sing the song. Well, for, you know, he take, he makes Carl take his eye patch off first. Oh, right. And as Dustin pointed out, there is a lovely sound effect, which could be described as squish. Mm-hmm. Fairly accurately. Well, uh, and, and then, you know, Negan goes in this whole thing about, oh, you're, it's gross. You're just, can I touch it? Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see your eyes. Which again is like that is actually dialogue right from the comic where yeah. he's like, you know, can I stick my fingers in there? Yeah. He wanted <laughs> he wanted to finger Carl's hole. He he Negan Negan wants to finger Carl's unfingered hole. Negan he wants is, to stick a digit in there. There is a phrase that I do not wish to use. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's just it's a very creepy and unnerving. Yeah. And Carl's reacting to it really the way that you think you should be, yeah. which is, what the hell are you saying to me? Yeah. And but yeah, he basically says he's got he's got Lucille, and he's basically saying you know, sing this song, yeah, you know, sing something for me. And he's he's made it very very clear that he should be killing Carl. Yeah, Carl killed a couple of his men. He should kill him. And and he even says at one point, like, I didn't, you know, Carl asked him, why didn't you kill me and Daryl mm-hmm. and my dad? And he says, well, number one, Daryl is going to come around. He doesn't even know he's coming around, but he's coming around. Right here. He thinks he's holding out, but he's not. And then he says, your dad's finding me some really good stuff. And I don't know what to make of you yet. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. But he also, I think, Carl is okay. Carl is an idiot in this mm-hmm. episode. There are so many things that Carl is just mind-numbingly stupid to do this episode. However, what he has also managed to do is surprise Negan. Right. Not in a, oh no, I'm overwhelmed. You know, I surrender. Kind of just like. Well, this was not something I expected. Right. I am familiar with the way that the world works because I have made the world work that way around me. You, however, are... Different. You're... This this is not what I was expecting. Teenage child with with, with one eye and an attitude problem. And so he doesn't know what to do with him. But he makes Charles sing, You Are My Sunshine. Yeah. His voice isn't too bad. Mm. Um, for now, for now, and then, um, and then he says the words that you never want to hear in any 
genre film or TV show. Right. Let's go for a ride. <laughs> this has never in the history of anything ended well no. for anyone. As soon as Dennis Hopper said it in Blue Velvet, it was downhill from there. You right. cannot hear someone say, hey, kid, let's go for a ride and not go, oh, oh no. shit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, this is bad. And but as he's leaving... He's, he's driving away. Look at this shot. Because he's driving away and it's an upshot. And you can see Jesus like lying on mm -hmm. the top of the thing. And uh, and then he calls Daryl over. And he's like, hey, Daryl, I know you were worried. So I'm going to take the kid home. <laughs> yeah. And Daryl says, if you hurt him. And, and he's like, uh, hey, Dwight, uh, Daryl's <laughs> feeling tired. Throw him back at his pen with the, with the walkers. And, mm -hmm. and as he's walking away, you know, he just... Negan flips Daryl off. off. That's kind of cute. And then we cut back up. But Daryl looks up to the top of the truck. And I'm like, ah. Oh, Daryl saw it. Dead. And we pan up to the top of the truck. And Jesus is gone. Because Jesus is an escapologist. He's a ninja. He's a ninja. He is a gay ninja. He is a gay ninja. With gay ninja powers and hair that looks like it should be wigs. Now, wait. Is there actually gay ninja powers? Um, sure. Okay. Sure. But they did, we I, we can't talk about this, they, uh, at a panel, at a comic mm -hmm. convention panel, uh, both Kirkman and the actor who plays Jesus on the show mm -hmm. confirmed, well, in, in the comic book, Jesus is gay. Right. It's revealed that he is gay. And they both were like, somebody asked, and they're like, yeah, we just haven't really gotten there yet. Well, there's no... You know, there's no need. There has not been at yet a need. So, well, we've talked about this before in that some characters, there's characters being defined about, you know, it should be an interesting character, period. Right. And then you can have it be a white character, black character, male character, female character, gay character, straight character, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yes. But whatever the char the characters who I think that, that tend to annoy people or set people off... Um, and cause the opposite reactions of what a lot of creators want is the character who is the personification of, hi there, I'm the white character. Yes. Or I'm the gay character. Or I'm the, you know, the female character. Or the right. whatever. And that's the only real defining aspect of it. Um, it does, you know, whether or not, you know, Aaron's a gay character. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, but like Aaron is an interesting character in his own right. And then Aaron is... This character who happens to be gay. He's right. got a husband. He's got a life. He's got all these things. He had Daryl over for spaghetti and he light fingering. <laughs> that was a previous season. <laughs> you can find that uh, podcast around there too. But so Jesus Jesus is, is ninja'd his way into Negan's compound. In Negan's compound. Um, so there uh So let's well let's actually skip. Right. Uh, to the very end. Daryl is in his cell. Yes, and and not being tra traumatized by music. And uh, he hears somebody walking up, and then a note is slipped underneath the door, and it says, go now, and on the back of it is a match and a key. Right. And we don't know. There are options here, because Dwight is... Dwight is not Negan's friend. No. Dwight hates Negan. Dwight hates Negan for what Negan has done to him, what he's done to his wife, what he's done to all these people. Right. Dwight is doing what he has to do to survive. And he makes he says that very, very clearly to me. And him and his wife have this conversation 
They hang out. They hang out in stairwells, smoking incredibly stale cigarettes. And they have that conversation. We're just doing what we have to do to survive, right? And she says right, and he says right, and then they talk about how how can you sleep at night? And they're just like, okay, bye, see you later. Oh, but he she's yeah, he goes he he says whatever you have to do to sleep at night. She goes, what do you do to sleep at night? And he goes, I don't. <laughs> I lie awake watching TV until I get up the next morning. And the anger in his voice is so tightly controlled mm -hmm. it's you you pointed out very clearly in one of your tweets what are we supposed to feel about him right because he's, he's not so a good person but he's also not he's a person who is doing yeah. what he's doing because he feels like he has no choice right so i think we're meant to have some sympathy for him um but at the same time he's not at all likable no so you know, I, I think I think we're going to end up understanding him, right? So that when the day comes when Negan is killed and Dwight becomes the leader of the Saviors and part of the Great Alliance that will conquer the world for humanity, led by King Rick and his magic or something. I don't know. I, yeah. However, the, sh the show ends. Um, that we're going to sit there and appreciate yeah. the fact that he's the guy in charge, now, right? Right. Something I, like that. I, if I told you how I I, I kind of wish the show would end. Everybody's dead except for, for Carl and Judith. Yeah, walking off into the distance. No, being well, doing the Ronin bit. Well, yeah, I I I think that it would be a great Samurai and super Cubs. sad, a super sad ending, if it ends like basically somehow a, a, a an ultra horde, an ultra herd of walkers hits and everyone basically gets killed trying to trying to get out, and the only people that are left are Carl and Judith. And they're in this room in some building, and then it pulls out away, and and like Carl like looks at his gun and like opens it up, and like there's three or two or three bullets or mm -hmm. something, maybe one bullet, doesn't matter, doesn't matter how many bullets are in it, just he's just got this amount of bullets, this one gun, his little sister, and they're in this room in this building, and it pulls back and it pulls out of the building and shows the building, and it shows that the building is completely and totally surrounded by walkers. Just like the whole mm -hmm. mega horde is there, and it ends, and that's how it ends. Him and Judith in this room, in this building that is completely surrounded. Did you and then it ends. see the mist? Yes, I did see the mist. Okay. I hate that movie. I love that movie. I hate that ending. I, I hate love that ending. that ending. I love that ending because it is exactly well. It's it's what you're talking about, yeah. except that it's it, it except that it's mm -hmm. even worse because of course. Spoiler alert for a ten-year-old movie. Ten people yeah. that basically, you know, as soon as they made the decision to to kill themselves, to escape the monsters, to escape the monsters, the U.S. military shows up and defeats the monsters. Right, and it is it's it accentuates the level of horror. Yeah, because the decision was made. He's killed his friends. He's killed his child. You know, and now he's been saved. Right. This is not being saved. This is the opposite of being saved. It's being punished by having and forced yeah, I love but that that because that also and to, to just needle the point home mm -hmm. as he's standing there screaming. A truckload of survivors goes by, and it's Melissa McBride in the truckload of survivors, and she's the first person who, when when shit started going down in the grocery store, she's like, "I think we go." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, she wants to come with me. I'm leaving right now, and uh, no one went with her. So she's like, "All right, I'm going by myself," <laughs> and she survives. Oh, anyway, this actually is the true origin of Carol. 
because right. prior to the zombie apocalypse, there was the rip in space time, which released the monsters, and ultimately it they led don't talk to about that much. yeah, it's 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 a shared universe. It's a Frank right, da- it's exactly. a Frank Darabont movie. Darabontiverse. <laughs> Well, back, that's how you back when we things were working. About, yeah, we talked about how the, all these people got cast and oh, yeah. how it all turned to shit and all that. We discussed all of this. Yes. Anywho, um, so that's how I kind of I don't like. I think that would be a super bummer ending, and I would be a little upset. Oh, it would it would make it would make the it would, people would die. People would there would be know, anger riots all, all the streets. This, this would be this would be far worse than the ending of Lost. People mm-hmm. would be very unhappy. However, it would not be a bad ending for what is ultimately a show that. Look, you have three flavors of ending for this mm-hmm. show. It comes, it's only going to come in three flavors. It's going to come in happy ending, right? Which is a little hard to figure out when you've got yeah. How the would premise. the show end with happy? What ending? defines a happy ending yeah. for the show? Um, you've got everybody dies. Yes, and then you've got where we are ninety percent of the show, which is we're surviving. Yeah, things and, are going. Things and the, are moving along. And the thing is, that's a that's an acceptable ending. Mm-hmm. Is that we're we're just going to go and forward? You really, when you think about it, the series finales that end that way, that don't end like we're going to burn the house down mm-hmm. or we're going to we're going to make everyone as happy as completely possible. Right. The shows that are just like these people are going to be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. One of the best endings of any television show ever, ever, ever is the Cheers finale. Oh yeah, and that is essentially it's. It's the end of a day. It's the end of a day at Cheers. Mm-hmm. And it ends with Sam Malone saying, somebody comes and knocks on the bar door, and he says, we're closed. And that person goes away, and he just walks into the office. He looks at Coach's picture of Geronimo on the wall, and then he walks into the office. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, yes, you obviously know, because Frazier runs for another 14 years after that. But <laughs> you know that, like, those people are still there. Sure. Carla's going to show up to work tomorrow. Right. And they're going to continue to have these goofy adventures. And mm-hmm. everything's going to be okay. Like, well, that's how I felt about the end of Cheers. It's like, this is good. This, sure. Then that's one of the best endings on TV. I'm going to be actually okay with an ending for this show that is, okay, mm-hmm. we're walking down the road. Yeah. You know, we're out of gas. Got to find another car. Come on, guys. Let's go. You know? Right. I'll be okay with that. To get there, however, we have to get past the fact that Negan <laughs> has come to Alexandria <laughs> We took a, we followed that rabbit. We just I followed that rabbit. We did. I'll so, figure out how much of this I'm going to keep in. Probably so, a lot of it, but but anyway. So well, we've got enough where this little crappy stuff we can pull out. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Negan shows up and and he goes immediately to poor Olivia's house, who is oh god or no he goes to Rick's house because Olivia is watching. We're, yeah. Watching. Finally, we know who's watching uh, uh, Judith. Judith, which is important because. Infant child thing. <laughs> she's not an. She's infant. not. She's two that and a half. She's yeah, like two and a half years, years old. old. Uh, three year old baby. Uh, so anyway, he shows up and she's like, "But we have a couple more days." He's like, "Yeah, you know." She's like, "We're practically starving." He's like, "Really? You're starving?" And if you haven't, <laughs> if if somehow you're managing to listen to this podcast without having watched the show, Olivia is not a slender woman. No. And he picked on her the last time he was yeah, in town. Yeah, he for asked Rick why he's got a fat lady watching this. Yeah, but it's so bad. Anyway, so so she starts to cry, and he goes up to her and he's like, "Look, I really am sorry. It was not my intention to upset you." Dude, don't you have a sense of humor? Yeah, and I'm like, I have a couple. We have a couple of hours, probably till Rick gets back, yeah. and I would very much like to spend those that time 
like boning the bejesus out of you or whatever like weird thing he says and she turns around and she looks at him and she's just like the look on her face is like are you freaking kidding me and in and in, in this in a display of what you talked about last week which is that the women will rise up against him she looks at him and then she slaps him yeah and it's one of those like i don't care if you kill me yeah. moment it's like i'm not gonna and then he's like i'm 50 percent more attracted to you now and it's just like those are that is i mean yes i hate him but mm-hmm. that was like okay well, but the next the, the next moment is exactly what, what I, I talk about when I say that he's quiet. When he's quiet, he's scary. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, so why don't you go make us some lemonade? Mm-hmm. And the way he says, take your time, make it good. You're looking at him going, if he kills her today, it's going to be because his lemonade didn't taste right. Yeah. That was scary. That's creepy. That's yeah. disturbing. Well, not as creepy for me as the fact that he spent I don't know how long he spends with his shoes off standing on carpet. Okay, so yes, then we have, <laughs> then we have what I never thought I would see in the show, yeah. which is the Negan montage sequence. Yeah. Where he's bouncing around. He goes, "Show, give me the tour." Yeah. And you see him with digging his finger, his toes into the carpet and throwing darts and looking, "Oh, you got running water here." And, you know. And then he goes and he checks the room that Carl says, "No, no, there's a it's there's a water nip." Okay. This is the second floor. She is on the second floor. Let's talk about architecture for just a minute. No, do we have No, to? we don't. Generally Are you speaking, go back into your rant about the Brady Bunch house not having bathrooms. I have never made that rant. Um, that's that was you okay okay so okay water heaters are not on the second floor generally speaking it's not safe blah 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 it's Judith's room yeah and Negan apparently likes small children because he turns into a puddle he does he's just like oh my goodness he picks up the baby and he's like oh she's so cute this is wonderful and Carl if he could kill with the glare of his one eye mm. Negan would be a <laughs> state of the wall yeah. but more disturbing far more disturbing is where Negan is sitting on the porch oh yeah drinking lemonade and saying I like it here yeah I could stay yeah I could move out to the suburbs you're right Carl Maybe I should kill you. Maybe I should kill your dad and just move here. And that and, was generally yeah. creepy. Yeah. Well, he doesn't really say it. He doesn't really say it to Carl either. He kind of says it to Judith in this way that's like, I'm your new daddy. Yeah, it, it was it was very much that whole And I thing. I they didn't do it this week, but I have absolutely I have full confidence that 50% of your shit next week is going to include that baby. Oh, probably. Yeah. It is going to be, you know, this is, this is, she's coming with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Well, because in the comic, what ends up happening at this point is, well, potential spoiler for next week, but, but maybe not. We'll see. Basically, this is the point where uh, Spencer gets his mm-hmm. because he tries to make his own power play. 
And Rick finds out that essentially his children are in the hands of Negan. In the comic, Judith is already dead. Right. So it's just Carl in the comic where basically Negan's like, come on, Carl, I'll be your best uncle. Mm -hmm. And Rick's like, wait, what? (laughs) And to some degree, that was Rick's turning point in the comic is, no, I'm done, you know, self-pity be damned and concern be damned. You got my kid. Right. I'm going to burn the world down. Well, I think very easily next week is going to be you have my kids. Mm -hmm. And now I have to kill you and everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm kind of anticipating that's what we're gonna get next week. Yeah. So yeah, I do. But bright side, if Negan takes that kid back to like all those wives will watch her. Oh, like, that's true. You know, she's gonna have the most. Uh, you know, it'll go from from completely neglected three year old to like <laughs> everyone around her is watching. You know, be the largest feminine presence this child has ever had in her life. <laughs> Because, I mean... All Carol wanted to do was show her knives. Well, yeah, well, and Michonne, too. It's like, they're going, that's it. She's going to grow up, the first word's going to be, what, you guys don't have any sharp objects to play with? I don't understand what's going on. So, but it's a a good place to... to, This this episode moved us along, but it did have a lot of filler. It was Mm -hmm. another staging episode. It didn't need to be 90 minutes long. This no, episode I don't did think not so. need to be 90 next minutes. Next week, long. next week, 90 minutes, I could easily see. Yeah. And you know, you know, because it's a finale, somebody is going to die. Oh, of course. Spencer is too stupid to live. It was a fine episode. It was a fine episode. It gets us, it gets us where we're going. So, we will be back next week to discuss the mid season finale. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we will probably, like I said, we'll be turning our attention to Teen Wolf, I think, for a few episodes. If Teenage else. Wolves. And thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. My pleasure, guys. If you have enjoyed listening to Zompocalypse Now, we certainly hope you have, of course. But if you have enjoyed us, please rate us uh, on iTunes and podcast.com. Let us know what you think. Give us comments. Give us feedback. We would love to hear it from you guys. We will be back next week. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio.